Welcome, everyone, to the first episode of the Leftovers DVR Podcast, part of the DVR Podcast Network. My name is W. Axel Foley, and with me, that man breathing in the background, making noises already, already getting on my nerves. It's a hustler, baby. That's right. That's right. I'm here. Everybody, I, I, I missed you all. I don't know who you are, but yeah, but I missed you anyway. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, look, listen, listen. A lot of you are new to this podcast. You may have heard me on podcast Winterfell, the Small Council, the Westworld DVR podcast, the Film List, and you may have heard Aaron and I on Lost Mythos. So we've been covering TV in the podcasting venue for it's like about it's going on 10 years now and uh we have not covered the first two seasons of the leftovers but we were talking and aaron said let's do a podcast i said let's do it man we have not podcasted together for how long man five or six years since since lost yeah, I'd say that's been almost seven years, right? Okay. Was it 2010? Yeah. 2010. But we talk yep. on the phone all the time. Come on, we're best buds, so it's no big thing. We're just doing it podcast style, but let's get into it. This is it. You can follow us on Twitter at LeftoversDVR. You can email us, LeftoversDVR at gmail.com. We'll be coming to you once a week for the run of the third and final season of The Leftovers on HBO. We'll be... I think we're going to be doing our recordings on Tuesday night, right? Yep. Tuesdays it is. Tuesday night. That's it. So you're going to get, what is it, eight episodes or seven? Eight. You're going to get eight episodes of this podcast. This is episode one. So guess what? You get an extra already. You're going to get nine episodes. It's going to be fun. So we'll drop it late Tuesday night, maybe early uh, Wednesday morning. I'm West Coast, Aaron's East Coast. So we're going to see how it goes, but we love this show. Um, let's get into it. Aaron, why do you want yes. a podcast about the leftovers? What's your leftovers story? How did you get into the show? Well, um, the leftovers uh, is run by Damon Lindelof and uh, also obviously the author of the book that it's based off of, Tom Perota. I don't know if that's how you say his name, but uh, I think it is. And... Obviously, Damon Lindelof created Lost, which is still one of the best shows ever created. Um, the storytelling of, of Lost was incredible. And I actually put off watching The Leftovers for a while. I always felt like I would get to it, but there were so many other shows and other things going on in my life that I didn't really start watching it until the beginning of, uh, what, 2016. And obviously, the first two seasons had already played out. And I uh, just um, anything that David Lindelof does is just amazing. And um, so, just watching again the first episode of The Leftovers, like the first episode of Lost, it just pulled me in. And it has a lot of the same elements um, that Lost had that I enjoyed so much. Yeah. What about you? Hey, I'm I'm right there with you, man. Um, I am, I am honestly shocked shocked and dismayed i'm horrified um <laughs> i'm insulted no honestly though how someone could have been really into lost 
And if you were really into Lost, you know that it was Damon Lindelof's show. It wasn't J.J. Abrams, Carlton Cuse. Hey, I don't take anything away from Carlton. J.J. Abrams, I mean, he yeah. he wasn't really involved in it. was the first episode. Yeah, but if it worked for him. He, of course. Know, but I'm saying that the long run, Carlton, yes, they were partners. But really, it was Damon's show. And even Carlton would say that it was Damon's show. And yes. then he goes off and does some movies, Prometheus, all that. I liked what he did. Tomorrowland, eh, not so good. Um, but uh, goes back to the TV. I hear about it. It's HBO. I'm like, this is going to be the best show ever. And it is one of the best shows ever. I mean, it's, it, it is so much like, it, honestly, if someone were to ask me, if I didn't know anything and someone would say, what's the leftovers like? I'd probably say it's kind of like lost. I really would because it really is. It's, it's, it's like highly emotional, unstable people Yes. in a dramatic, mystical, sci-fi, quasi-religious experience that has little explanation, offers more, not less mysteries but yet still seems to be able to deepen your understanding of the people while it confuses you with the plot and what the hell is going on. You get to know these characters and you feel them. And man, that's what this show does. It's absolutely amazing. I love the first season. I watched every episode the night they premiered. Love the show. I can remember last season while we were moving from North Carolina um, out here to Oregon, um, in the back of this big ass truck that Mike Hull and I had rented and Mike drove, of course, the best guy ever. And I'm sitting there and we're bored out of our minds cause we're driving through like Wyoming or some shit. And he's like, yeah, man, I'm going to listen to some music. And he puts on some crazy fucking music. And I was put on some headphones and was watching an episode of the leftovers on my phone Cause it's so damn good and it, yep. and it matched the show like that yeah. sense of the, our isolation being in this vast empty space and just thinking about how little people are here and where we were coming from and where we we're going. I mean, it's just a fantastic show. I blab, but it, it's so emotional and that's why actually it's funny. We podcasted, you know, Heath, Matt, Donald, DJ, all of us so much about so many different things. We hadn't podcasted that much about the leftovers. And one of the reasons is, is because, and I don't know how I'm going to do this season, honestly, man, because this show almost sometimes leaves me speechless. Yes. It's, yes. it's almost like you could, it's, it's like trying to describe color. Yeah. You know, that's how I feel. Um, yeah, it's very difficult. There are so many things to it, so much mystery. Yeah. And I think what it comes down to, and a lot of it is, and what I love about Lindelof is the development of the people. They're, they're real people. I feel for them. They're emotional. They just, and it's, again, it's another story about yeah. gain, gaining consciousness, finding it, out yes. why we're here, yep. Yep. you know, and this departure, which the, uh, the show is based off of, um, with, you know, 2% of the world's population disappearing, it's just about, you know, people's reactions, uh, besides the, obviously the 2% of the people disappearing and, you know, people's reactions immediately to those people 
uh, disappearing, like I said, um, is, you know, it, it's, it's very difficult. And I think that, um, you know, it, it's, so you, so there, you're not only dealing, grappling with the fact that you lost a loved one, but why are you still here? You know, and why wasn't I yeah. taken? Is this going to happen again? What was that person good? Was that person bad? Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, to me, of course, one of the frustrating things, um, and one of the things about, well, I shouldn't say frustrating, but one of the reasons why I didn't, why I've been hesitant to podcast and like try to just, like I say, it's trying to describe color. It's like, how do you say, how can you describe to a blind person what red is? Cause you invariably say what you might say, like heat or something, but you only think that because you know what I mean? Like that's not actually does not have anything to do with it. So it, I, I don't, we're not going to recap the thing, but maybe we might, we might kind of go in and out. We're not so sure. I think we're going to kind of take it by ear, at least talk about it and get into it. Um, but yeah, it's when you start talking about, um, the events on the show and kind of theorizing, and I am a theory kind of guy. And what's interesting about this show is I don't really, I have some theories about the show, but that's not really what brings me back to the show. And I love the way Damon did that. You know, it's almost like he took a look at Lost and said, okay, how can I give him a, I've got to like, I got to rebalance this a little bit, you know? And he did that balance. Some people complained in the first season, the leftovers, it's too emotional, blah, blah. So even last season, he tweaked the balance. And from what I'm hearing, and by the way, we're going to be a non-spoiler podcast we don't yes. set visits and who's coming and cast. We don't, we watch the show. We talk about it. We're going to be go, you know, we look at the internet. We'll talk with other people and stuff. We'll bring our ideas, but, and we hope you guys and gals out there will email us and tweet at us and get involved with it. Um, but, um, I, I you know, I, I, I'm just saying I can't get, I, I'm not going to be really theorizing on it. I just want to really be more discussing it. Um, and kind of, you know, just basically, you know, getting into it, man, and feeling this thing, you know, but I do want to say this, I do want to say this, and I was interested to kind of bring this up. I had a question for you, a Huss before, cause I know you have some questions here about the show, but I want to ask you something. I recently was listening to, because I listen to a lot of podcasts. Of course, the Bald Move guys, they're so awesome. They're so great. Um, There's a couple other um, Leftovers podcasts I listen to. I don't remember which one I was, a bunch of them dropped podcasts this week. But they're kind of saying that this is a show, like, it's almost as if Lindelof had the idea, how can I create a show that tries to convince atheists that there's a God and religious people that there is no God and makes them question it, you know, Mm -hmm. that makes each side question, not necessarily can maybe convince, but question. And I thought that that was really interesting because in event, if an event like this occurred, 
how important would it be to you personally? And we can get into our personal beliefs or whatever. It doesn't matter. It's up to you. Um, what, what, what kind of, what would you, what would this do to you? Like, as opposed, I'm not asking like, oh, your dad disappeared or your mom or, you know what I'm saying? I'm just saying an event like this, if people just disappeared like that. Um, I, that's a good question. Uh, I've never actually given it much thought. You know, cause I, did, I, I, I thought I about thinking... that the first season, you know, like what would I do if I was one of those people? Yeah, I've always questioned, I've all, I mean, personally, I've always questioned, you know, all types of beliefs and, you know, I don't have necessarily a structured or rigid set of, you know, beliefs about God or what happens to us when we die or why we're here. Um, it's kind of fluid and it changes a little here and there by time. And, you know, I, I don't, I can't really say how I would react to it. I mean, it would be obviously very depressing, but I would try to use that almost in the same, like if I were to pick one of the characters, let's, let's look at the characters on the show. But I would like to think that the Reverend Jameson's, Matt Jameson's, his attitude, I would like to think that I would try to take that approach and be positive yeah. and try to say, okay, this is a time to come together and change things about the world that we need to change because it's obviously, it brings a lot of grief out. Um, it brings a lot of destruction. People are, you see how people react to it. I think that's what would happen if it, you know, if it occurred in real life today, that there would just be so many different reactions and negativity and just a grief. And, you know, I, I, you know, I think the only way to get through something like that is to come together, you know, and it's very, um, hippie ish or, you know, kumbaya or whatever, but that's, I mean, I, I feel, you know, just on a larger scale that, in order for the human race to advance or to move on or to become more conscious, we need to come together. So that's that's, that's, that's good, man. See, I, th I, almost, that's what I would hope. you know, and, and I too, you know, I mean, I consider myself to be an atheist. Um, I'm not against people having beliefs. Uh, I, I, and as a matter of fact, I find it really fascinating. I mean, you, uh, as I've talked about in other podcasts, if I grew up Catholic, now I practice more, uh, the philosophy of Buddhism. Um, but I don't follow, I don't believe that there's a God or anybody watching or that had any hand in human development. I think it's basically all science or if there is anything like that, it's kind of a life force, like love or, you know, I mean, something like Robotech, man, the, sure. uh, the flower, you know? Um, uh, what if it's just this one thing that we all have different perceptions of this one thing is and none of them are right? But yeah, they're that's all right. right. Well, that's what I mean. I think that something like this would cause me to investigate. Um, yeah. And I mean, I would, of course, first think, and I even think in the show when they point, they've pointed towards it, which all of us lost fans knew right away when they started talking about the, um, the points of, of, uh, uh, in loss, they talked, uh, they used different words, but basically like pow places of power in the world and that yes. Australia is one of them and there's mm -hmm. different areas and they mentioned it would, they mentioned it a lot and lost and they, they have mentioned it in the leftovers too. And we know that they're going, it's no spoiler to say they're going to Australia in the next season. Yes. I think everybody yes. 
who's into the show knows that at some point. So there's this nexus, that's what they call it, this nexus of kind of energy, right? Um, now in Lost, that turned out to be something life itself, you know? Um, or, or, or you could say the, the space-time continuum, the nexus, you know, energy, dark matter, whatever, right? Um, yes. Or pure matter. Um, what that's going to be in the leftovers, it could be, they've hinted towards that. Lindelof says, of course, that we're never going to know, but then he has also said that this season there will be no questions left unanswered. And... Yeah, I think that was before he changed his mind. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think that's what happened. I, you know, I don't care either way is what I'm yeah, saying. I don't either. Um, yeah. I just find it, I find the exploration of that interesting. And what I was fascinated by this show is I thought if I was there and this happened, I would, I would, my inclination would to be to reach for a scientific explanation. Okay. Something weird happened. All these people had a genetic malformality and they basically phased out of our space-time continuum and this is very strange or you know there was a glitch in the matrix and we are living in a simulation um and i would say yeah, something like that but, a million theories based on it yeah. yeah but all of but the way that they depict the intense spiritual and religious examinations that people go through. Um, and then the way that it affects them, even if they're not going through it, like with Kevin, you know, it's a personal, right. Yeah. Um, that I just find really fascinating. I don't know. I just want to talk about it. I find it fascinating in the show. And I kind of think like, man, I love Damon Lindelof because this is kind of how I would think about it, you know, and it would almost, I think in a way I like the way with Kevin, like it almost has to be forced upon him. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. he's so obsessively narcissistic and it's yeah. not, and it's, it's not, it's not that he is like a bad guy. It is, has to do also with what was happening in the world, his family. And all. But when we first meet him, you know, and he's kind of, been forced to do that again dying and being resurrected and all such things but um yeah just i don't know i i, I just love the way that i love the way that um and i should thank i should also credit perota the way i love the way that they've explored this and it just has seemed very natural to me you know and like you said yeah. that kind of bring people together you know yeah, but that that's, doesn't happen a lot in the world, unfortunately, does it, Ahus? No, it doesn't. You can just look at it today. We just dropped a big bomb in Afghanistan. Whoopee! Yeah, yeah that was great. And no, all the news people are like, "Look at how big the bomb was! Oh, cool, man!" No, we've never dropped anything so big before. That was a nuclear. Wow! You know what they should have done, man? They should have just put a big old green screen behind the whole country of Afghanistan, dropped the bomb, and then they could have just used that for the next Fast and Furious or whatever. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> you know what I mean, oh, God. just use that, <laughs> oh, right? That's bad. No, but I mean, uh, that's, that's what they're doing on yeah. TV, right? It's. Yep. But it's interesting. It's I do think that this show, there does seem to be a bit more interest 
you know, like it's, it seems to be building. I wouldn't be surprised. Now it does not have a huge, uh, ratings and it has turned a lot of people off, but with what's going on in the world right now, I wouldn't be surprised if this kind of picks up a little bit more steam going in, but people are in for a weirder ride that they never imagined if they jump in now. Yeah. Let's face it. If, if the, the show is pretty it's hard to watch at times you know yeah. because it, it makes you open up to grief you have to experience these you know what people call negative emotions and experience emotions that you don't necessarily want to experience and seeing that in other people and just being bludgeoned with it quite frankly and that's what we were everybody and it's just and it's chaos and you see that like in that and you know what the last episode of uh, season one when, you know, there's fires and there's this, you know, people are just randomly beating and killing uh, the Giltney Remnant members and Joe almost dies in a fire. And, you know, it, it was just, to me, that sums up the whole feeling of the departure. And that's what the Giltney Remnant want. They wanted to recreate the circumstances in a yeah. sense. And, you know, so that everybody would experience their grief again. It's pretty sick, but that's how they dealt with it. And, uh, you know, I think that's... Um, you're right you know maybe this time period and what we're going through in the world and you know maybe people want to are going to be more connected to it i just think it's a fantastic show and it didn't get its due um soon enough well it's definitely but it's it's great that the critic i mean critics love it of course the all-time greatest television critic alan seppenwall loves this show it's like his favorite show on tv and he always pushes it and i love that and you've got a lot of great podcasts covering it and um i do i do think it's gonna get more popular this season and who cares it's awesome that hbo puts this show on it's awesome that damon gets the chance to continue being the great dude that he is and 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 just again how anyone who loved lost did not check out this show it's just it it it, it blows my mind. If you love law, I, I mean, of course you're listening to this podcast now, but it's just, I, I can't, you know, uh, that's why I was surprised that it didn't, I thought it was going to have a huge open and then really trail off. But it's like a lot of people just didn't get into it, I guess, because of the, like you said, right. The, the darker emotions, the sadder, I mean, it is, it does pummel you this show, but also it's funny as hell. Yeah, um, Justin Thoreau is fucking awesome on this show. Carrie Coon is awesome. Carrie Coon is the star. She is just, and she's going to be on Fargo too, man. At this, which yep. starts next week. Yeah. So it's just like these. The actors are great, and then they add um, Regina King. She's fucking great. She was Scott Glenn coming back. Yeah, this dude. Season. I mean, she should have had so yeah. many Emmys for. Um, yeah. what Southland yeah, but um good. you know the whole cast I don't know who plays her husband but he was fantastic even the kids are great you yeah. know I mean eh, the first season I got a little bit tired of the, the the friend and that you know but Amy yeah she's part of the book um she she's actually a more of a character in the book than she is even in the show oh hey so, that's so why we, you see we, her there so um you want to talk just briefly about that because you did read one thing is that 
you know, this is based on a book, the first season. The second season was wholly original, I believe. But Aaron yes. has read the book. So, Aaron, what is your report? Okay, so let's just back off, uh, you know, back it up a little bit. And, uh, you know, Damon Lindelof, when he, he, I think after his loss experience, from what I understand from the interview and other things that I've heard um, that you, you know, brought my attention to, um, he was not, I think, interested in maybe doing another TV show again after loss because of all the time and energy put into it and also because he got a really negative reception for that last episode, as you know, and how it's been discussed by disgruntled loss fans for the last seven years, I guess. And um, so he read this book by Tom Perota, and he immediately reached out to him and wanted to do a um, – do a television show based on it so you know based on this book um it it is he okay so the second season and i guess the third season those are all going to be new and his brainchild probably with tom perota you know I, I would imagine that he involved him in the conversation a great deal no, yeah he's the executive producer on the show yeah i know he writes the you know he's part of the storytelling yeah. too so i don't know you know it doesn't really matter who has more creative control or license, but we imagine Lindelof does because of all his devices yeah. that are, you know, all over from Lost or a lot of them are in, you know, the leftovers. So he, um, so the book, yeah, there are some, there are some major differences, um, but the end of the first season of the television show and the end of the book uh, coincide with um, Nora finding the baby Lily, although she doesn't have that name on the porch. And then Dave, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Kevin and his daughter, Jill, um, finding her on the porch with the baby. So it's assumed from the book that, you know, obviously they're going to be a family together. Oh, so it um, ends the same way. It ends the same way, but there are some major differences. Okay. Like, hit me with the major differences. Hustler. Okay. Get so, to it. Ke all right, so Kevin Garvey on the—he's actually the mayor in the book, oh, not the police okay. captain. Okay. Okay. So his father. Um, there's a lot of characters that are minor players in the book that are actually much bigger players in the in the actual TV show, like his father, um, Kevin Garvey Sr. Um, they don't. I, he might. I don't think he really. I could not correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, I think in the book, you know, I'm talking about uh, listeners. I, I think in the book. He, um, there was no mention of him being in a mental institution, or if there was, there's oh, okay. really no development in that area. So he, his whole character, and what he brings, so all the mystery elements of the show, yeah, a lot of them are really come, you know, fleshed out by yeah. uh, Lindelof. Yeah. Yes, and Holy Wayne, okay, the other guy, um, in the book now, Tom, uh, Tom Garvey, he does follow Holy Wayne, and he does the whole hugging thing, healing people by hugging them right now that does happen um and he does he does get convicted of a crime and his uh i mean holy wayne gets convicted of a crime and i think he goes to jail but he doesn't die you know actually die in the book and he doesn't have some of the purported powers or some of the interactions that he has with the characters in the book too so like his interaction with nora his interaction with kevin right before he died in the oh, tv okay show, okay those did not exist. Interesting. So, and also, what I think is very interesting and brings us to one of the mysteries is Holy Wayne, um, before he died uh, in season one, he saw Kevin in the bathroom of a restaurant. And he he told him that, you know, he thought he was a fraud. 
he thought of him, he, he thought he was a fraud and he, he wanted to try one more thing he would grant kevin his one wish um and to see if he he to see if he wasn't a fraud you know he wanted to prove to himself that he wasn't a fraud and that he had actually done some good in the world even though he was dying so i think kevin looked uh, looked off and it was pretty obvious from the show that he wanted in the setup of it, that he wanted his family back and that he felt that his family was ripped away from him after the departure. Yeah. So everybody had left him, his wife, Jill, you know, who's kind of like emotionally distant, just everybody. So I think when he looked away, I think that's what he thought. And then, he, and then when Wayne looked at him, he just, you know, he grinned and he, he knew exactly what he thought. And he just smiled and he said, granted. And then after that happened, his family all came back to him. He went and got Jill. Yeah. And then when he and Jill were walking home, the dog uh, just came out of nowhere. He really didn't have much. Yeah, you know, <laughs> that's what I mean famous. by this show is funny, dude. Yeah, and then what? and then they just <laughs> that, I remember up. that, and that was that was actually funny. Yeah, and then they ended up going to the porch and uh, you know of his house, and then Nora's there on the deck with a baby, and she she was about to leave a letter there, and oh by the and leave, and oh by the way, she finds a baby, yeah. which makes her stay, and then they're all together, and they decide they're gonna just work it out and live I mean, together. That's what it's amazing. Yeah, and those little touches, um, that see that I mean, there of course, you know the way I feel about anything is a book is a book, a show is a show, even yeah. when it's something I love, I don't. It's something different. Game of Thrones or whatever. People get their all get upset about things. It's like, no, it's a different thing. You get upset yeah. that something's not done well, not that it's not copied well. You know, that's no, the way I feel. Is, I, I don't think you're going to see a divide between book readers. Oh, no, and, no, you don't. You yeah, don't see it with yeah. this. Not at all. No, that has no yeah, risen in this. It's completely different. Yeah. yeah. No, I don't think that's arisen in this community. And also, I mean, the guy is part of it. So... But so well, th- I have one question for you. Sure. So who do you think? What do you think? Uh, Holy Wayne is. So he says completely out of everybody that we've interacted with in the show so far, he stands out to me because he's able to read people's thoughts. He's able to hug and take some of their emotion, you know, their pain away. And I do believe that part of it is legit. Uh, yeah. If you remember in the episode, the guest with Nora, and he knew exactly what she was feeling, which I thought to me maybe the mo- deepest. If it wasn't the, it was definitely one of the top two or three moments where I cried um, in the show, where he he looked at her and he knew exactly what she was going through and that she didn't want to hope, she wanted to, she had died inside, and he was the only one that had seen that, and yeah. he told her what she was thinking and what she was feeling, and then she came to terms with it and she decided she wanted help. And it wasn't about what he did. It was about that she opened herself up to wanting to be helped. Of course. And isn't yeah. that – but isn't yeah. that – the? Isn't, yes. Is that not the entire faith so, versus reason? You know, any any person of reason will say – any person of faith will say it's my faith and any person of reason will say, yeah, it's your faith. So what <laughs> yeah, I wanted to get – yeah. I know. What I wanted to get back to is what do you think um, – where do you think his place is in the whole thing? Do you think Lily is a special child? You know, his child that he um, that he had with, with that Asian girl, Christine, you, that you Tom know, looked after. You know, Ahas, I have no... Uh, the way I feel about the leftovers is like this. I could just as soon say that nothing on this show is real. Everything's a coincidence. Everything that happened to Kevin 
was a hallucination and a paranoid delusion on top of the use of narcotics and and yeah. injury and lack of sleep and mental instability and anxiety. Um, or I could say that The Leftovers is the story of what happened after Hurley left the island and it fell into the hands of a bad uh, person who allowed what the island was holding back from the world to get into the world and the world is decaying and all of these biblical type thing. I, I mean, you know, you could say, look, what you are watching is the last days of humanity. This is what you're, yeah. this is look, stop trying to deny it. You, you, East Coast or you coastal liberal elites watching your HBO <laughs> show, a guy is making a biblical show and you're trying to talk about how, no, it's not because he doesn't tell you explicitly. Look at it. That's what it is. What happened if the end times really happen with, with people who had iPhones and who were in a world and who could rationalize things in a way, you know, I mean, all the weird signs in the show, um, you know, and then you could say it's uh, it is those nexus points. And what you're seeing is a breaking down of a space time continuum. We're going to find out that there was an accident at CERN. <laughs> you know what I mean, I mean, I don't know, dude, and I don't care. I love it. I guess what does it matter? It matters to the people in the show. And it's like everything is really a device the entire show is about the denial of death and the denial of, uh, of our, you know, I mean, you could say the show's a Buddhist show yeah. really. And what it really is about is learning that nothing is uh, constant, that everything changes, that, um, your pre your perceptions of existence are false. Yeah. And or, that or it's, you need to question them or they're yes. not exactly how you thought they were. And that all life is suffering and yes. what you, you, the, uh, you have to achieve uh, nirvana here or in, uh, or then it's, uh, you know, another way of Buddhism and, and uh, Kevin has to live and die and he's reborn. And this is not even when he was born again, he was born into actually a slightly different uh, reality. You know, um, yeah. I just, that's what I find fascinating about it is I could come up with a million different ones and I've never, I've never ended up on one cause I didn't feel I needed to. And I'm willing to watch the show to the very end. And if in the end, Damon Lindelof and Parada tell me what it is or Parada tell me what it is, then I say, well, that's what it was. And it was awesome. I just yeah. think I really enjoy the ride with this show. It's so funny because the last show that I was podcasting on was Westworld and Westworld was like zero. Like, okay. I shouldn't say zero, very little character, real character development and emotion because all the character development was really plot development. And, and that's why we called the show, the Westworld theory cast. Um, like, we when we got into lost doing lost theory cast because we were talking about theories but i don't i don't really know i mean i think i think that that girl is special because they love her 
you know? Well, yeah, I mean, and... her, her place could have been to bring the family together, and that was part of the reason why she was born. Yeah, and the hugging thing, thing. Uh, the hugging thing I always saw, that's the funny thing is, this show is written so well that you really, I don't care what Redditor wants to dissect it and tell me how the hotel meant this or whatever, or the, you know... You, hotel from international yes yeah anything can be real and anything could be he could have been traveling interdimensionally and and inter spiritually it have been just a freaking a one second before he blacked out and the second he woke up yeah so i i think that there is something and uh the premise of it is almost that it is the end of humanity or at least humanity as we know it and that it's uh, a kind of a link to the next stage in our evolution, whatever that is, or if that's just when we die, what we what happens to us when we die. <laughs> See, it's so funny. Neither of us, neither of us will say it's God. <laughs> well, no, that's the thing. I, and don't get me wrong. Like, no, I don't believe in how most people believe of God as a I male. I know. I know. I'm just saying. Figure. I yeah. just mean to say is that yeah. you bring it to the show. Yes. You know, that's what I mean. Ow. Yeah, absolutely. I just slammed my hand down and heard it, man. See, I was knocking on wood. Um, uh-huh. All right, this is awesome. Ahas, is there anything else? I think this has been a great intro episode. We got to get this up on the feed. Hopefully, iTunes won't give us any problems with the picture or this or anything. Um, is there anything else you want to kind of get into? I mean, I'm just really yeah, looking just forward a little. To it. All right, so we're looking forward to season three, and you know, discussing what we think might happen at least initially with how to get there and everything, and what we know of Australia. Now, the first thing that I remember, and there probably was something else, but you know, can't remember every little detail at the at the moment. The first thing I remember in reference to Australia was um, that that man who was sitting on top of the tower. Yeah. And Miracle. And, you know, it's, I forget the, um, no, no, there was no dude. You got to go back. You got to go back farther than that. It's the magazine. It's the national geographic magazine. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, let's go. Let's start with that. What do you remember from there? Um, they, they just kept on talking about the same thing. Like it something, there's some kind of energy here, or, um, I just remember his father said that this is the key is that that's the key, you know? And I just, of course, thought yeah, about lost. The right. key is Australia. And then I think the guy on the tower said something similar to that. Right. Yeah, I can't remember exactly what he said, um, but I just remember that he was uh, he mailed something to he wanted um, the fireman's son to the the preacher, I guess the guy who's becoming a preacher, to mail a letter to Richard Burton, and uh, I remember he was I guess a guy who was supposedly could go back. Uh, there there's a myth saying that he could go back in between both worlds that he he couldn't die. Uh, I said they. He, I remember there was a t- television news clip that we heard in the background during one of the scenes of season two that he had mosaic bites, which were mosquitoes, all over his body. He emerged from like a cave with uh, after they thought he was oh, dead. Oh man! See, you're throwing it. this. This show's crazy like that, and that's probably the only thing in the whole time was. Now, I I do remember also though that when the guys came to buy um what's her name claire right 
Yes. I'm terrible with I'm, you know I'm always bad with names. Um, yes. When they came to buy, um, oh no, Nora. I'm sorry. When they came to buy Nora. Nora's house, okay. They also mentioned that there's certain. Remember, they said there's certain nexus points where they believe that it was yeah. right, and then. Yeah, they're, they're, they didn't necessarily believe, but they were testing that theory right. out, the saying that based on where people are, that there was some... Now, didn't they have a map sure. at some point, or am I misremembering? I don't recall. At least... Or was this another thing that like popped up in the background or something, and like Australia, there was a lot of them in Australia or something? It could be. It could be. Maybe that's something that, that his dad said. That's what I mean is I... I have been following that along, but I'm interested to see how the show is going to put this all together. Now, I know a little bit, and I don't want to get into, um, I don't want to get in too much into what I've heard about the season. No. Just because I don't like, I mean, we can talk about no. what's happened in the book and stuff, but that's like, you know, uh, but I'm interested to see how this all kind of comes together. Um, but we do know that Damon Lindelof has a fascination with Australia. <laughs> Apparently, yes. That's what I really want. What I want to know is, will someone please just ask Damon Lindelof, why don't you just move to Australia? Like, you think it's really magical. Well, here, here's here's the thing, though. But he, he actually, this lost Australia shots were shot in Hawaii. Oh, I know. Where I know. this time they're actually shot in Australia, and he said they're that they that it's cheaper to do it in Australia than it is oh, Hawaii. Oh, yeah. Well, which is weird. Well, basically, I think what he was saying is that uh, right, it, yeah, with with taxes and buybacks yeah. and stuff like that, like. Um, and I think they were also, because of it, they were able to, I think, secure maybe more places playing it or something. Because, you know, like HBO isn't in every country. Like HBO shows show on other networks. I, I don't, you know, it's a whole it's a whole big worldwide world out there, a hustler. But, yeah, I think That's it's awesome. awesome that they actually went there. And I, that I look forward to seeing that, too. I don't even know when. I mean, like I said, I got a little spoiled about maybe why. I'm not too upset about that. Um, it's so funny because, like, literally I've heard people talk about this, too. It's like you could kind of spoil this show for people, and they just wouldn't even understand what you're saying while you're talking. About, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you kind of have to see it for yourself. So um, anything else you wanted to cover? Um, I think that's uh, pretty much it for uh... – yeah, the season, but we'll we'll get into more. We'll discuss more elements from the season one and two, and how they relate to season three as we go. Yeah. And uh, you know, trying to figure things out. Yeah, definitely. And that's part of the, like, look, I say that I'm not going to have too many theories. Of course, I have a million theories. I'm just not really sold on any one because I do feel so much that this show delivers on the characters and the emotion. And the yeah. understanding and the humanity um, and just the spirituality that I really, if in the end, God comes down in the last episode and goes, that's it, folks, you know, or that's all, folks. And it's a, a big old white guy with a beard. I will laugh and say this show is amazing. 
um, if they, we know ex- that's not going to happen, <laughs> or if they explain, <laughs> or if they explain it by some scientific thing, like that's what I'm saying is, I, a lot of we, we did kind of get you know people get caught up and we did get caught up with Lost. I ended up I liked the Lost finale. I thought it paid off because I thought the show. And in, in, when it first happened, yeah, I wanted more Dharma stuff, blah, blah, blah. But it makes total sense. It totally works. It's a package. And it was a great ending to an emotional show about humanity and love and loss. Um, and I feel the same way about this show. So I don't really care. But then again, I love Damon Lindelof. And he has such a brilliant mind that if he decided, you know what? I told people in Lost that I was going to tell them what happened, but I really, I kind of did, but I kind of didn't. Some people say I think he did, but in this one, I'm really going to tell them. Let's see how they like that. Even though I told them I wasn't, I'm really going to tell them. And this show is going to definitively end and you're going to find out everything. You're going to know if the hugging dude was real, if the, if this, if Kevin's shit was real, if all of that stuff, Isaac. you know, Isaac with the palm reading. Yeah. The, all that, any weird shit in this show, the assassin, anything you're going to yeah. find out. I'm going to answer it all definitively. I would, well, I would still say way to go, no. dude. So that's yeah, why I don't think that'll happen. And that just goes to show if you make something good, it's good. Yeah. It's pretty simple. Yeah. Well, right? here, here, I will say this. <laughs> it's my favorite. It's my favorite show on television. And I love Game of Thrones, and I love some of these other shows that are like Better Call Saul, Mr. Robot. But because of the emotion, because of all yeah. the other different elements, and I think David, I just want to hang out with Damon Lindelof. He's awesome. You know, I love his brain. I love what he's interested in. And I'm going to be a devout follower. And please, you know, make another show when you're done with this. Yeah, it may he take will. a couple of years. That's fine. But find something and make another show. Yeah. <laughs> that's all I have to say. Yeah, just keep on doing stuff. Hey man, yeah. I even liked his Prometheus stuff. People didn't like oh, it. Oh, that's I th- good. Yeah, I thought it that's was good. a pretty cool way of um, telling that story, and it did work. You know, but yeah. people didn't like it. It's okay. People aren't going to like this show. I think it got a, you know overall pretty favorable reviews. I mean, it, I don't think it was uh, earth shattering. Yeah, but it was a it was a it was a very good movie. I thought for what it was, I enjoyed it. You know, whatever, do aliens movie. Pretty fun. Um yeah. All right, cool. Well, everybody, thank you so much for downloading this first episode. Do us a favor. Um, tell people about it. You know, tweet about it, share it, uh, give us a review. I know it's a pain in the ass to give a review on iTunes because you'd think you could do it, you know, you could look at your phone right now. And click and review this episode or review the podcast, but you can't. You have to go into this store. You have to go to search, search the name, leftovers DVR, one word. Then you choose us. Then you go to reviews. Then you go to write. You'll see write a review. You know, you got to be logged in, but people do it. We appreciate it. It does get you listed. And then who knows if they're going to do like a little iTunes thing where they list the top, you know, They've been doing that lately. Podcasts are getting uh, getting fancy, but um, you know, or tell people about it. 
Facebook, whatever. We appreciate it. Write us. Uh, we're leftoversdvr at gmail.com. You can get us on Twitter at leftoversdvr. Um, tell us how we could be doing better. Tell us how we could be doing worse. Enjoy the show. Do you have any last words, a hustler? I don't. I'm looking forward to finishing my rewatch of season two. And watching the first episode of season three, which I have been waiting for a long time longer. uh, You've been waiting longer, but uh, I've been I've been really looking forward to this moment. So I will talk to you guys later. All right. Take care, everybody. Take it easy. Is that how we're going to end it? Take it easy. I didn't like that. <laughs> that was cheesy. I, it, was, it was terrible. How should we end it? <laughs> Take I'm, it easy. I never think about why, this. Why did your voice get so high? I know. It was, I it was weird. It was weird. <laughs> this is a weird show, though. Um, what, what, what should the ending be? We need to cut some of that out. Um, uh, I don't know, man. I'm going to leave that part up to you. I'll, should, I'll be the okay. brains of putting it together, but... All right, I'll just say, okay, goodbye.